High Praise Podcasts. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Joshua, lead pastor here at High Praise, and I want to thank you for downloading today's podcast. We know that this message is going to encourage and bless you. So I want you to open up your heart and receive what the Lord has for you today. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles uh, to Romans chapter 4. And uh, this evening, I want to share something. We're starting, actually, if I get to preach this, at least I'll get it started tonight. Uh, but we're starting a series called Faith Is. And I think one of the things that we have to always be reminded of is this. Everything that we do and everything that we accomplish and everything that we receive within the kingdom of God is received by Look at somebody say, you receive it by faith. We have to understand that things don't automatically happen merely because God says it. See, these prophetic words that were just given, you have to understand that those words will not automatically come to pass. The recipient of the word has to mix faith with the word that is brought forth within their lives. Just because you receive a prophetic promise does not mean that it's automatically going to happen. It was wonderful whenever I heard the testimony of, of Andy and, uh, and how that God fulfilled the word of the Lord. And by the way, he had gotten several prophetic words, he and Cindy, numerous prophetic words about how that God was going to, uh, well, I don't even remember. I prophesied, you, know, you have to understand, I prophesied things and I forget. I don't even remember what I just prophesied to Mustafa there. But the reality is, you know, you, you, know, you prophesy things and then you, you just, because when you speak prophetically, you're speaking out of your spirit. It's passing through your mind, but most of the time your mind doesn't have full comprehension about what you're saying. Anybody ever prophesied that? You know what I'm talking about? And then after you're finished, you can't, I can't recall what, what did I say? I don't, I don't know because I, I'm, I'm speaking out of something down here, not here. You'll understand that. Prophecy is not coming from your head. Prophecy is coming from down here. It's like whenever you pray in tongues. How many of you pray in the spirit here? Can you just take a moment, just pray in the spirit. Just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost for just a moment. Okay, you can stop. How many of you, when you pray in the spirit, no, you're not praying from here. You're not praying from your mind. Whenever I pray in tongues, I'm not, as a matter of fact, the Bible says that your mind doesn't comprehend. Your mind is not benefited. Your mind doesn't understand. You know why? Because it's not going through your mind. It's going, it's, for, it's your spirit, the tongue, right? It's from your spirit. That's where the Holy Spirit resides. And so you're, you're connected straight to your spirit, man. Paul said, whenever I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, okay? And so the same goes for prophecy. The only difference is this. It's just what's coming out of your spirit is now English rather than tongues, okay? So it's not being made up. It's not something that's being fabricated at a moment in time. It's something that's coming deep out of your spirit, man. And so, now I said all that to say this. You know, the, the reality is everything that was just prophesied, 
the recipients of those prophetic words have to actually say, I choose to believe that and I receive it in my life. I say yes and amen. That's what Andy and Cindy, Pastor Andy and Cindy did. They, they believed the word of the Lord. I mean, it just kept coming over them, kept coming over them. And I'm telling you, there were times that I'm sure they wanted to give up. As a matter of fact, if you ever received a word and you're, after that you're believing God for it and then you hear it again and then you hear it again, can also almost get frustrated right at times you know I don't even know if I want to hear it again listen the reason the Lord keeps saying it over you is because he doesn't want you to lose hold of it he wants to bring it forth within your life he's wanting your faith to be stirred so that you can receive the promise within your life and so we have to always understand that everything that God says whether it's a written promise in the Bible or whether it's a prophetic promise that is spoken to you. As my, see this word that was prophesied to the congregation tonight. Do you realize that you have to actually receive it by faith? You have to embrace it and say, yes, Lord. It's not going to happen just because you're in the service. Right? It's not going to happen to you just because the Holy Spirit is moving at a given moment in time. It's going to happen because you choose to mix faith with the word that is actually prophesied and declared over your life. So Romans 4, now let me just give you a little backup to this uh, before we read this. There's a, Abraham has received a prophetic promise that he was going to be the father of many nations. He also received a promise that Isaac was the promised seed. He was the one that was to be the seed of fulfillment within his life. But let's see, read what it says here in Romans 4, 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. By the way, God always calls those things which be not as though they already were. Do you realize in God's mind, Abraham was already a father of many nations before he had a child? Right? He said, I have made you. Have is past tense. I've already done it. It's already taken care of. I tell you, I love it whenever. See, you have to understand that God's language, he speaks in past tense many times. And he'll speak of things as if they are already done because in heaven it is. In the spirit realm, it's already been accomplished. But anyway, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God, who, call, uh, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they already already did, who contrary to hope, talking about Abraham, contrary to hope, in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations. Let me just point out here something I think is very interesting, and I think a lot of times we miss it, and it says that of Abraham that he, in hope he believed so that he would become the father of many nations. Let me say it another way. The only way that Abraham became what God said he was going to be is he chose to believe. He had to believe to become. Hear this. You have to believe to become what God says that you are to be. You have to believe to become everything and do everything that God has called you to do. You have to make a choice to believe it. You know, but whenever the Lord called us to pastor, I had to begin to choose to believe that I'm a pastor. I didn't feel like a pastor. As a matter of fact, you've heard me say before, my attitude of ministry up until that point in time was, you know what, ministry would be great if it just weren't for the people. You know, I led worship, I could kind of, I could blow in, I could blow up, and I could blow out, you know. And I didn't have to deal with people, I didn't have to deal with their issues. And I'm telling you, after pastoring and or being in leadership as we are right now for 27 years, you know, there, there's, a, there's a times that those thoughts do actually come back to me. <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, you have to deal with, 
Well, praise the Lord. God bless you. See, none of you in here, y'all are all the good folks. Praise the Lord. But anyway, you know, there's things that you have to deal with and people you have to deal with. And, you know, there, I, I, there's so many things and I don't have time to go into all of them. But, you know, there's just, there's just stuff that you have to deal with. You know, you that have a family, how many of that times there's stuff you have to deal with? Right? You go to work, there's stuff that you have to deal with. Listen, just because somebody says, I believe in Jesus, doesn't mean that they don't have some stuff that somebody has to deal with. And most of the time it ends up being the pastor having to deal with it. And uh, let's just move on from there. But see, in, in order to become everything that God wants you to be, you have to believe. You have to choose to believe. He, ch he believes so that he would become the father of many nations according to what was spoken. That basically says this, if he would not have believed, he would have never became. If he would not have believed, he would have never became the father of many nations. If he would not have believed, God would have had to raise up somebody else. Hear this, if you don't believe the word of the Lord, God will have to look and find somebody else that will choose to believe the word in order to fulfill his promise and what his purpose within the earth. I don't know about you, but I made a decision. Lord, if you say it, I believe it. If you say it, it's settled. Whatever you say, let God be true and every man a liar. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to take that disposition, Lord. If you speak it over me, then it's praise God. I believe it, amen? And it says in verse 19, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. Now, by the way, just so that everybody knows, it's not saying that he was literally dead, not breathing. He's talking specifically about his reproductive ability. Abraham's 99 years old. His get up and go had already got up and went. And so it wasn't really physically possible at that moment. And uh, I don't want to get too much in detail on this situation. I think most of you understand the biological process of conceiving and having a child, but Abraham was not able to do that. That's what the Bible says. I want to make sure everybody understands. That's what the Bible says, right? This is what your Bible says. His, anyway, praise the Lord. It was dead, gone, okay? since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. She's 90 years old. She's a grandma, so to speak. People aren't having babies at 90. When's the last time you heard of somebody, you know, 99 years old fathering a child and 90 years old actually being the mother of a child? I mean, we haven't heard that, right? Right? If, if you have, please let me know. And so... This is what it says, not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead. Let me just interject this. There are some times whenever God speaks some things over you that are contrary to what you're experiencing at the moment that you're going to have to ignore some things all around you. Are you hearing me? You just have to choose to ignore it. I'm just ignoring that. I'm not talking about, you know, living in denial. But when I am said, there is a difference between living in denial and ignoring. Did you know that? And so listen, faith never denies, but faith will ignore things. As a matter of fact, Jesus one time, there was a, a little girl that had died and all the mourners were in there and he, 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 he showed up on the scene and he said, hey, she's not dead, she's just sleeping. And the Bible says that they laughed him to scorn. You know what Jesus did? If you read there, actually, in the original Greek text, it literally says, ignoring them, he put them out. Can I tell you, sometimes you've got to ignore some people and put them out, right? 
I'm not talking about you don't love them. I'm not talking about hating them, but you just have to disconnect yourself for a moment so that you can stand and believe God. Listen, if you're going to peddle doubt around me, God bless you, go do it somewhere else because I'm going to stay full of faith. Right now, my, it, my life is depending upon this. What God has spoken over my life is depending upon this. And listen, if you're going to speak doubt and you're going to speak unbelief, then you know what? You can find somewhere else to show up and to tell all of your doubt and unbelief to. Amen? Y'all still love me? I'm glad that this is a faith church, praise God. A faith-filled church. And I'm glad that all of y'all, see, it's the people that come on a regular basis that you're filled with faith. You hear the word of the Lord. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Amen? He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Now, let me just pause here for just a moment. I'll also say this. Everything that is being declared here about Abraham believing God, he was not believing a written word. Abraham did not have a Bible. Does everybody understand that? There was no Bible. There was no Old Testament, okay? There was no New Testament for sure. And so there was, there was nothing that had been canonized. It was nothing that was written. Abraham was believing the encounter that he had with the Lord. He had an encounter with God and God spoke something to him. And so you have to understand whenever you read this passage of scripture, it's speaking specifically of Abraham believing a prophecy that was spoken over him by the Lord. And so he says, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced, fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. Look at somebody and say, you gotta be fully persuaded. When you read the account of Abraham, there's a, of course, there's a lot of things. And, and by the way, I think about Abraham sometimes, and if you really study his entire life, I want you to know that it should give every single one of us hope. Because whenever you read the story of Abraham, Abraham was jacked up in some areas. Did you know that? Abraham was really mixed up in some areas of his life. Can I tell you, you can be mixed up in some areas of your life, but if you'll believe God, God will turn situations around you. Amen. Has anybody here ever been jacked up in any area of your life, but you made a decision, I'm going to believe God, and God turned everything around. Amen. Can you look at somebody and say, there's hope for you? I mean, Abraham, you know, he's so afraid. He's After he marries Sarai, and uh, he's, he's with her, or Sarah, and with her and comes to the, I forgot exactly the, the name of the king and everything, but basically he told the, the king that this is my sister. And the reason for that is because he was afraid. He was afraid that they might kill him if, he act, if they actually knew that he, she was his wife. Obviously she was a brick house, okay? Obviously she was a very beautiful lady. Okay, so I don't want to tell anybody that she is my wife because they might kill me just so that they can have my wife. So you know what? I'm willing to throw my wife under the bus. Think about that. I'm willing to throw my wife under the bus to save my own hide. That's jacked up. Would everybody agree with that? Listen, you know, I'm whenever I'm, when I'm with my wife, that's my wife right there. Yeah. Woo, hallelujah. I told her... <clears throat> I, 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 I told her this past week, I said, I'm not going to refer to you anymore as a brick house. I said, you're my brick mansion. <laughs> right? 
No, don't, y'all don't aim me on that. That's for me. Yeah, right. Praise the Lord. <laughs> no. You know, I, I, and whenever we're around anybody, I introduce, this is my wife. I, and by the way, this is my wife. Right? How many of you men do that? You know what you're doing? You're saying, don't you mess with that woman right there. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. That's my wife. You mess with her. I got the five-fold ministry right here. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Don't mess with my wife. Right? Is there any men that actually love their wives here? You know, you love her that way? And listen, every one of you, you ought to, you should believe that your wife is the most beautiful woman that ever walked the face of this earth. Okay? How many of you believe that? Y'all keep on believing because mine actually is. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, beauty's in the eyes of the beholder, and every single man ought to believe that their wife, she's the most gorgeous thing that ever walked the face of this earth, right? She's my wife, praise God. It, it always disturbs me sometimes when people, you know, they get upset and they can't seem to get along, and the next thing you know, they're wanting to have a divorce. And I'm not condemning anybody who's ever had a divorce, but can I tell you, I want to make sure that everybody understands that, it, man, man, you chose her, right? You don't need to doubt your choice now, right? You need to believe that you made the right choice. Isn't that right, Read. Praise the Lord, amen. You know, you got to believe that you made the right choice. I made the right choice 42 years ago. This is not marriage seminar, but it, this is good anyway. You know, I made the right choice 42 years ago, and she's my wife. Well, Abraham, he doesn't do that. That's my sister over there. He, yeah. Kind of distanced himself from her a little bit. So that's really jacked up. But God uses a man that's jacked up. God uses a man that will deny who he's actually married to. God uses a man that has all kinds of issues within his life. I, I'm not going to go through all of Abraham's issues. But can I tell you the one thing that Abraham had going for him in the midst of all his other issues was this. He believed God. Can I tell you, when you start believing God, it'll overcome every situation and every issue that you might have within your life. Faith has the ability to cause you to overcome. As a matter of fact, that's what it says over there in 1 John chapter 5, that this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our, even our faith. You overcome the world by your faith. Amen? And so Abraham had a promise concerning having a child from which would come a nation, from which would then come the Messiah, from which would then come the church. Now, I want to say this because I believe it's very important as a prophetic church, as a church that believes in the prophetic ministry being in operation. And you know what? There rarely is a service that goes by that there is not some measure of prophetic ministry, even if it's not. And it's very rare that we have services where there's not public uh, demonstration of the prophetic, but we always have teams that are prophesying to people on a regular basis after the end of almost every single service. So the prophetic ministry is in manifestation within this house. But I want everybody to hear this. I think sometimes in the prophetic we have gotten distracted. And we have made the goal of the prophetic to get everybody to prophesying. 
We've made the goal of the prophetic many times just to hear the word of the Lord. The goal of the prophetic is to have somebody up here with a microphone that can prophesy so that we can say that we're prophetic. And I want everybody to hear this. The goal and the purpose of prophecy and the prophetic ministry and even prophets is not the gift of prophecy in operation. The goal of everything is the fulfillment of God's purpose and his promise within the earth. In other words, if we have a hundred prophets stand up here and prophesy in a service, hear this. The goal is not for the word to be released. The goal is for the word to come to pass. So if we have everybody prophesying but nothing is coming to pass, then somewhere we are missing it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? If prophecy is not being fulfilled, then somewhere we are missing it. And one of the areas, and I would say most of the time, the area that is being missed is this. People are not mixing faith with the word that is actually prophesied. Is anybody hearing me today? See, Abraham had a prophetic promise, but the goal was not the promise. The goal wasn't the word. The goal was a child. Right? That's the goal. The goal of the prophetic ministry is fulfillment. The goal, what it points to is a manifestation in the natural realm of something that you did not have previously. You know what? Will Owen here had many, many prophetic words about business. It wasn't the word that came over him wasn't just to give him a hope. It wasn't to dangle something out there in front of him to make him come alive. It wasn't just to say, you know what, you know, one day somewhere, how, you know, something's going to happen. No, it was for one thing, and that was to produce a business that was going to bring in to, to him and his family a blessing, and he would also be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Understand this, if it had not manifested and did not continue to manifest in the natural, then somewhere we've dropped the ball. Right? All the prophetic words about this church and about, you know, even before we started about pastoring wasn't just so that we could have a, another page in our prophecy book. The purpose of it was because God wanted to do something and accomplish something. Can everybody say amen? Now, Abraham chose to believe God so that he might become. He chose to believe God so that he might become. Right? The promise could have been forfeited if Abraham would not have believed. There are far too many believers today that are involved in spiritual activity but are not walking by faith. I'm going to say that again. There are far too many believers today that are involved in spiritual activity but not walking by faith. There was a man who came to our church many, many years ago and he would actually come to the church on a daily basis. And this man would come in and he would pray. And can I, can I tell you that you can pray all day and still not walk by faith? Did you know that? You can prophesy to the cows come home and still not be walking by faith. You know what? I'd rather pray for two minutes and be walking by faith rather than praying 24 hours and not have faith operating within my life. This man would come to the church, lay on his face before the Lord. He prophesied. He worshiped. He did all the things externally that you would think. Now, that's a strong man of faith there. However, he was not. I'm not saying that to condemn him or anything like that so nobody, nobody even knows who I'm talking about. There may be a few that were here a long time ago. 
But one day he decided to leave his wife. And he began to question whether or not he had actually heard from God in marrying his wife. Do you got to understand his wife was not an evil person. His wife was a prayer warrior. His wife was somebody who actually lead, uh, led an intercessory prayer. His wife was somebody who prophesied. And what are you trying to say, pastor? I'm saying this, a man of faith would have said, let God be true and every man a liar. What God has put together, let no man put asunder. And I'm going to, we, we're going to stay together and we're going to make this work and we're going to see God come and heal anything that needs to be healed. Amen? You're not going to just go, you know, well, I just don't feel, you know, I, I think I, I'm not sure. I, I think I hear the Lord saying that I missed it somewhere and, and I should have never married this woman. Now, again, I want to make sure everybody understands. I'm not condemning anybody who's ever been through a divorce. What I'm trying to point out is this. You can go through a lot of spiritual activity but still not be walking in faith. And you can have a hundred pages of prophecy and not see one of them. Not one prophetic word come to pass if you don't mix faith with it. Right? And I've seen people, you know, I'll say this. Whenever Stacy and I, whenever we first came on staff at Christian International, this goes all the way back to 1980, into 1987 and 1988. We had so many prophetic words that began to come over us in 1988. And I'm telling you, things began to happen so quickly. And I had testimony after testimony. Within about two to three years, there were so many prophecies that we had coming to pass. And Bishop Hammond came, he, he came to me one day and said, I don't understand exactly why. You know what? There are people that get prophecies all the time. And it seems like about the time that you get a prophetic word, it comes to pass. There was one time I got a prophetic word in the afternoon. And this was a, a prophetic word that a brother that I was working with. This is 1989. Uh, Bill Johnson, he actually gave this word to me and he asked me, he said, has Integrity Music, have they asked you to lead worship on one of their projects? I said, no, they heard me sing. They don't want me to lead worship on one of their projects. And he said, well, I, I feel like the Lord, I feel like the, what you're going to, they're going to ask you real soon to lead worship on one of their projects. I said, okay, whatever, praise the Lord. I, I really did on that one, I have to tell you, I just kind of put that on the shelf. I said, Lord, I believe you, but it's gonna to have to be you for sure. But the reality is this, that was around one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. By six o'clock in the evening, uh, about four or five hours later, I got a call unexpectedly from Don Moen from Integrity Music and said, Robert, we want you to lead worship uh, on an upcoming uh, worship album that we have. You talk, Listen, my friend, that's, that's fast right there, right? Not, I mean, there's not many people that have testimonies that got a prophetic word. Five hours later, it's fulfilled. I'm sure there are uh, those out there that have those kind of testimonies, but this was just a miracle. It was miraculous. But I will tell you, one of the things that we, that we began to talk with Bishop Hammond about, and he said this, I believe it's because of your faith background. You know how to mix faith with the word that's prophesied to you. And whenever you mix faith with it, you cause an acceleration in God's process to come forth within your life. Amen. Do you realize that you can actually accelerate the process of God? Your faith can accelerate the very process of God. I hope you're getting something out of this. Well, this man ultimately ended up leaving his wife and it, you know, everything within him health-wise, every, every area of his life just crashed. So he's, he was involved in ministry activity. 
He was involved in what we would call spiritual activity, but he wasn't walking by faith. And let me say this. I declare in the name of Jesus that this church will be full of the faith of God. We're not just going to be, we're just not going to involve ourselves in spiritual activity and not be operating in faith, right? As a matter of fact, I'll tell you a lot of times when you're operating in faith, you take a lot less time doing spiritual activity. Oh, that's a whole nother message. See, Jesus talked to the, talk, teaching to everybody, and he says, you know what, the scribes and Pharisees, they think that they're going to be heard for their much speaking. They go through all their incantations. They go through everything. They quote all the things that they feel like they need to say. And they spend a long time praying and drawing out and making sure everybody sees them. He said, it's not going to be that way with you. But this is the way you're going to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, he wasn't saying that you say those specific words. Please understand me. He's, he's talking about the context of prayer. A lot of times we think that we're going to be heard for our much speaking. Mm. Sure has gotten quiet in here. Can I tell you, it's, I heard Bishop Hammond say this. If I heard him say it one time, I heard it say, say it a thousand times. He said, it's not the length, it's the strength. It's not how long you pray. It's the faith behind what you're Right? It's the faith that you're releasing in the midst of your prayer. It's not how long you pray. You know what? Whenever I need a need met, I don't have to pray for five days to see that need met. My Father loves me. Hallelujah. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father in heaven? How much more will he give good gifts to those who ask? Lord, I have a need. I thank you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. I think I grab hold of it in Jesus' name. I receive it right now in the name of Jesus. And I tell every devil in hell, get your hands off what God has promised to me. Bam! Done. Amen? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Now, I may need to regularly stir my faith up in that while I'm, while I'm waiting for the fulfillment and waiting for the manifestation of it. But, you know, I think a lot of times, of course, specifically those of us like myself that were brought up in Pentecost, we felt like if we would just come down and beg God. Everybody said, you don't have to beg God. Listen, if, you, if, if we are begging God, then we are doubting his character and his nature. If I am, see, when I go over to my daddy's house for lunch, occasionally we were able to go over there for lunch, particularly after Sunday service, I'll go over there. And I'm going to tell you, I have never one time even asked my dad, can I have a Mountain Dew? He has a refrigerator full of Diet Mountain Dew. And you know what I do? I, I don't go in there, Daddy! <laughs> daddy! Can I have a Mountain Dew? No, you know what I do? Daddy, where's the refrigerator at? Where's the Mountain Dew? Where's the Diet Mountain Dew at? It's in the refrigerator. Go right out there. I go grab me one. I pop it open. Hallelujah. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying this. I know I'm, I'm shooting things just all over the place tonight. I'm saying this. I don't, if, you're, if you are in a process of where you are begging the Lord, and you're pleading, then what you are actually doing in the act of pleading and begging is you are actually doubting the character of God to actually give to you the good things that he desires to give to you. Do y'all understand that? I'm not getting on to anybody. I'm, I'm wanting you to understand this. You don't have to do that anymore. I said, you don't have to do that anymore. 
You can just go in there and take it. What do you need? You need healing? Come on in. Here it is. I got healing right here. You need, you need prosperity? I got it right here. It's a part of your covenant. Listen, the blood of Jesus has already paid the way. The veil has been rent. The veil has been torn. There is free access into God's presence, free access into everything that the covenant now has made available through the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Amen? So you walk by faith. All right? Please write this down. The integrity of your faith is never determined by your spiritual activity. The integrity of your faith is never determined by your spiritual activity. Okay? A lot of times we think the more spiritual activity we have going on, the greater the integrity of our faith. See, someone can be very involved in spiritual ministry yet lack integrity in their faith. The anointing upon someone's life never determines the integrity of their faith, nor does it determine the integrity of their character. So the conclusion is his involvement in prayer, prophesying, all these things which are wonderful, and we need to be involved in those things. But that by itself will not keep you on track. It requires a decision of heart based solely on the authority of God's word. What does that mean? God, you said it, it settles it, I believe it, and it's done. That's, what, that's how I'm going to walk, that's how I'm going to act, that's how I'm going to behave from this moment in time. And we do it in every single area of our life, right? It doesn't matter what the Bible, if the Bible says do it that way, then that's the way we're going to do it. If God says do it in that manner, then that's the way that we are going to do it. Can everybody say amen? We've got to come to the point in our life that we, like Abraham, are fully persuaded that God said what he meant, and he meant what he said. My friend, with every prophetic promise that has been declared over your life, God said what he meant, and he meant what he said. Every prophetic promise that was just declared and spoken over Ruth, God said what he meant, and he meant what he said. And the husband is on his way. God's already got him planned. God's already got him fashioned. Hallelujah. Better than Fabio or anybody like that, if you even know who that is. Amen. God's already got it taken care of. We have to stand in a position, Lord, you've already taken care of this. I, I, I just, I'm going to rest in your promise and I'm going to declare the word of the Lord. Let God be true and every man a liar. Let God be true and every man a liar. Lord, if you said it, if you promise it, if it's in your word or you've spoken it prophetically over my life, you will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. I can't tell you how many times, and praise the Lord, those ACs are really working good, I'm telling you. I can't tell you how many times that we have had to stand in the midst of adversity in the midst of times, in the midst of trials, can I tell you something? Every single time, God's always showed up in a mighty way. It hasn't been easy all the time, okay? And there's some things that happen in life that we don't understand, and I always recommend for people, when, whenever the question of why begins to come up in your mind, you have to just move on from there by saying, I, this is what I'm fully persuaded of. I know that God is still true. I know that his word is still true. I may not understand everything that took place, but I do know this. God is still a healer. God is still a deliverer. God is still saving. God is still providing. God is still bringing forth breakthrough in the lives of his people. Amen. You have to make that decision that I'm going to believe God regardless of what it might look like. Can you stand to your feet tonight? Have you received anything from this? 
Well, I'm glad a few of you did. Praise the Lord. See, we don't want to just be involved in spiritual activity, okay? In other words, prayer, prophesying, worship, all these things, but not be walking by faith. Walking by faith starts with this. I actually have five principles that I was going to share. I never got to those. We'll get to those next time. But listen, listen. But it starts with this. It starts by you saying, Lord, I believe what you said, and I make that the authority within my life. That's where faith starts. Okay? I believe what you said, and I make that the authority within my life. Can you just lift your hands right now and just say this, Lord? Come on, say, Lord, I believe what you said. I make it the authority within my life. Let's say it again. Lord, I believe what you said. I make it the authority in my life. It is the first and it is the final word of authority within my life. Today, like Abraham, I choose to believe God regardless of natural circumstances, regardless of what I see, regardless of what I feel. I believe God. I believe God. Come on, tell somebody, I believe God today. Come on, tell five people, I believe God. Come on, tell them, I believe God. I believe God. So you got to make the choice to believe. You have to make the choice to believe. Things won't automatically happen just because God spoke it. You have to believe. You got to mix faith with it. The entire, all the children of Israel that didn't enter in, they had the promise, but they didn't mix faith with it. And you got to mix faith with the word, amen? Do you believe it? Do you receive this tonight? How many of you will mix faith with your prophet? See, take those words that you've received. Begin to listen to them once again. Grab hold of them. Embrace them. Don't let them go. Lord, your prophetic promise will surely come to pass within my life. Some of you got promises about homes. Some of you got promises about kids. You know what? It's real easy. Things start happening. You start disregarding those promises. Don't let go of your promise. Don't let go of your promise. Amen. Thanks again for downloading this podcast. We trust that this message has blessed, encouraged, and edified you. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a message here from High Praise. Also, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be back soon with another incredible message. God bless you and have a great week.